Bonjour and hello everyone. Welcome to Queer French Farmhouse, the podcast about being queer as an expat, living in France and renovating a house or, in my case, half a chateau. Hello you guys and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a hell of a week, but today I want to talk about a topic that actually just like sprung on to me because my boyfriend actually listened to a very interesting other podcast um, from like a socio kind of like um, element. There are two writers from France who live in a rural area and... Um, they actually were researching on the topic of alcoholism in rural areas. And that's what I want to talk about today, because we're here at the Queer French Farmhouse, and I do believe that there's a thing about alcoholism in a rural setting, and also alcoholism in, or like a sense of drug abuse in the queer community. Which is like, don't get me wrong, it's like, I don't want to blame anyone. I'm I'm also not a doctor. I can't give you advice on anything. If you are looking for help, then there are multiple websites and phone numbers, respectively, to wherever you are in the world. So you should check and you can always get help and you can always find help. Try talking to someone that's close to you that you think you might want to open up if you have a problem and if you want to discuss it. So really don't be afraid. Most people will actually be welcoming and will be there to help you. I thought, yeah, we'll talk about that because we've had some incidents in the village. I mean, like, there is there's this thing, you know, we have a bar in the village. Let, let me take you to the village in France where I live. So the village has about, like, let me think, one, two, three, four streets, I think. Basically four streets that all meet at the church. Next to the church, basically, like, two buildings over, is the bar. And the bar is open now from Monday to Friday, and usually for the mornings to get a coffee. There's also, like, a shop attached, like a little grocery shop or, like, any any amenity kind of shop. And um, there's a gas station, and, um, yeah, so... And there's the bar, which is also like which also serves as a restaurant in the evenings. So, but it's only open until like seven thirty, I think seven seven thirty, something like that. So, um, and the owner of the bar is a woman, and she's she's really cool. She's a really like she she's a really cool tough woman, who well she she has to like she has to be the way she has to be. You know, it's like yeah. Um, so, and there's always the same people at that bar. So, basically, I'm I'm not a big goer to the bar. It's like, you don't find me often there because, I don't know, I think I, think I also have, like, lots of social anxieties. So, I, now I'm a bit better because I know more people also. But in the beginning... I was really scared of going there because I was scared of speaking French. I was scared of like people 
accusing me or people being weird towards me because like of all the situation and like suddenly like I show up and like then my boyfriend suddenly like you know it's like it's like all of these things you know it's, it's just like I felt I felt like very weird and very like a lot of pressure on me and I didn't know how people would react because I'm like my boyfriend I think like if you look at him he he looks like he he looks much much more straight I would say like he dresses more straight than me let's let's put it that way I I dress straight if I want to but I also don't if I don't feel like it you know it's like it's like I love to play with gender fluidity so it's it's not like I'm gonna go wear a dress which is also fine you know which would be absolutely like no problem in the end because it's my decision if I feel pretty in the dress then I might as well wear a dress you know um it's just clothes that's what I think but yeah maybe I'll have a woman's top or like a like a very like you know spaghetti kind of top that is just like yeah that already looks very feminine or or I wear like very feminine shorts or things like this which is fine it's like I just love to wear these things because they're much more flowy and yeah I don't know it's just it's just what I am so I was really reluctant and I was really like every time I went to the bar I was like okay I need to like look the straightest without like kind of like you know changing myself because I also don't want to change you know people see me on the streets and yes I've adopted to rural life basically because like back in the city I would dress up and everything like I, I, would, I would wear nice clothes and I would really like take a lot of precautions on wearing nice clothes but now I'm just like oh who cares it's like other cows gonna see me it's like and uh, I also like since I do DIY like the whole day or I renovate the house the whole day it's like I can't wear nice clothes because it's just like impossible I will ruin my nice clothes if I no so well yeah whatever now I took a huge detour again it's like I'm sorry um so heading back to the topic it's yeah you always have the same people who drink there like every night and they don't they don't drink just a bit they drink a lot and those people have been drinking for such a long time that basically their threshold of alcohol is so high that basically if they drink a bottle by themselves they won't really feel it they still get in their car and they go and that's a thing and I don't think it's got to do with France in particular I think it's a thing of the countryside anywhere in the world because there is no public transport, first of all. I mean, I, I'm a city boy, you know? It's like I've grown up in cities where there was always public transport, always either a tram or um, subway, you know? So I was always, like, not understanding towards these. And I'm still not. It's like if I drink, I don't drive. It's like that's my golden rule, and I apply it everywhere. It's like then I need to find someone to drive me if I want to drink. Um but yeah, it's 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 just it's just crazy that these people can do this, and um, I also find that it's it's like you know it's it's something very social, and it's a social structure here, and it's part of what people would call so-called tradition. So it's really hard to address it as well in a community, you know. It's it's not it's not easy to address those things to be like oh maybe we should all kind of reduce our alcohol because I see it myself in myself as well it's like 
we are drinking quite a lot, like all of us, like everyone living here basically. In comparison to other people or to like city people, I think we drink more in rural areas because it's just like, yeah, you you end up sitting together and then you open up a bottle, you know, and it's, it's, I'm not saying like everyone does that. It's like, that would be too simple. It's like saying the other way around, you know, but what I'm saying is like that, yeah, there's a certain, you know, there's a certain kind of evolvement in this like sociologically because it's like people have always been together somewhere after or before work and like drinking and maybe maybe just drinking one cup you know or one glass of wine in the morning one glass of wine in the evening you know it's like just to get there like whatever it's like i'm not judging you know it's it's just how the countryside works you know but those people are hard laborers and those people were like working a lot and so they didn't have time to sit around somewhere and and just like get drunk basically um but nowadays like thing i think like sometimes things have changed in somewhat way because also the countryside has changed there's like a lot less people a lot less young people um, a lot of people don't have perspective also and there's a lot of people who like maybe do the odd thing but they don't really have a job so yeah I think I think it's 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 a matter of all these things combined which makes which which yeah just is it's like all oil to the fire you would say I don't know if you say that in English but yeah it's it's kind of like you would say that in German uh, let me take a quick sip of my coffee and I'll be right back with you. Um, so, yeah. And we, we've had this, like... I've, I've Recently, I've had two incidents. And one was, like, I think the famous... I don't know how many times I've cited it already in this podcast. But it's the Mulle Frit. Um, so the um, mussels and uh, fries night. And that was quite shocking also to myself. Like, how much I drank myself because we were just like drinking we were having a good time which is fine I mean it's like but the next day was really really bad I mean it's it I got up like I think at two in the afternoon <laughs> that's the first time I like got up it felt like I felt horrible the whole day I mean my boyfriend and me were completely knocked out and I don't think like there. I think people were still having fun and just laughing and there was no drama involved. But then there was another incident at our cinema night with someone who drank too much and was, yeah, getting getting out of hand, basically. Which, which was, I mean, yes, people would say it's embarrassing, but it happens, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. I think, I think the factors for it is something totally different than actually, like, I think the thing that makes you drink so much is actually much deeper rooted. And that's why I think it's also such a, such an interesting connection, I find, like, to, to the queer community, because I find... I've had a lot to drink every time that I wasn't feeling well because it's kind of like, you know, it's it's regarded as a cure or kind of like 
we drink to forget, you know, and not everybody does that, but I do think that a lot of people do it. And I do think that a lot of people with a lot of problems have, besides their problems, they usually have some kind of addiction because that just like kind of compensates for the other problem you know what I mean so um this I find this like highly interesting and I mean like not in a bad way you know not 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 being like like I said judgmental about it but I find it really really interesting how how all of these things correlate and how how it it happens in the queer community and how I've seen it also with the queer community um and I've experienced it like best example is my time in Poland. So I just finished ballet school. I was fresh out of ballet school, had my diploma. I was a professional dancer and I had my very first job in Poland, in Bydgoszcz, which is um, quite a big city. It's like a um, capital of uh, one of the states in Poland. So the opera w where I worked was 40 dancers And operas in, in Poland also work differently. I mean, the opera house just has music theater, so opera and uh, the ballet inside. And the drama department is like in its own theater. So um, I was having a really hard time getting into the, not only getting into the job and getting into the routine of, you know, because when you come out of school, it's like everybody's like you get told what to do all the time and then suddenly you're in this job and there's like 39 other people around you and you're the newbie and it's like you kind of need to adjust you know and then it it was also that people actually really had a tough time with me I think because I was the only openly gay I, I'm not sure I was the only gay person there so I think, and I was I was really open about it, and I wasn't even trying to hide it because, like, I mean, come on, um, I've been I've been a ballerina, you know. It's like it's like I've been in school, and I wanted to learn girls' variations, and I just loved it. And why why should I not be doing that? You know, it's just part of me. Um, so uh, I was I was having a really tough time there. And it took me about, like, three months, I think, until people started talking to me. I had one friend who was French, and she she was she was a bit, like, she was different, because she was also, like, you know, then it's, I'm Polish, you know, but for them, I wasn't Polish, because I was raised in Germany, and I've had, like, all this kind of, like, background in Germany, And for them, I wasn't Polish enough, you know? So so they never considered me Polish. I mean, nobody in Poland considered me Polish. <laughs> But yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, for another, that's for another topic. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had, a, I had a really tough time. And people being slightly mean to me as well. Or like not talking, ignoring me, you know, the full thing. So I think like I ended up drinking every night calling my friend who just started working in Munich and who was also like having similar issues and she was really unhappy and she just like she moved to Munich her boyfriend um, split up with her broke up with her 
and uh, suddenly she was alone in this big city without knowing anyone basically um so we were both kind of like lost so we were talking we were skyping almost every evening and just like crying and laughing and drinking drinking and smoking i mean i was a heavy smoker back then so um i was also smoking i was i was drinking the whole thing you know and yeah i think i think it was like for me it was a coping mechanism it was this mechanism of like trying to find peace or trying to like get my mind off things of all the problems that i had of all the loneliness that i felt and i think like loneliness is a big trigger for actually like starting to drink and starting to pick up that bottle and so i i think it 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 really correlates with with the queer community the the drinking problems or alcoholism or whatever you want to call it um substance abuse i just i don't want to even go into that topic because i do think it's it's a whole different like topic that has to a lot to do with um club culture and other things and um i'm also like i've never i've never tried it like i've never had any like drugs other than alcohol and cigarettes so i can't tell you anything from that experience from that viewpoint so um i'm not going to because why should i i don't have i don't have the experience i i have not lived through it and i i find like i would rather just tell you about my personal um things and just kind of like dive into that kind of topic but it's really interesting you know um how all of these factors kind of like go in to the same stream how how all of these little kind of like springs if you want to take like this water kind of like analogy and uh, all these springs feed the same stream in the end because it's all about like our emotions and how how much we actually don't want to deal with our emotions as well and how much um how much things are also considered normal you know and that's another thing um it is considered absolutely normal around here like to drink and to you know it's it's and i think people would be really offended and it's part of their lives it's so deeply ingrained in their lives that it's really hard to like take it away or like to to talk about it because it's so normal that it's become part of life and i think i think only a new generation can break that cycle so like i think it was two days ago or three days ago where we sat down and we actually like started talking about this and I, i also said like i think we really need to cut down our drinking because it's like it's also not doing you good you know it's like you don't sleep so well you you are you are much more tired from it uh it's yeah yeah all all your body degrades basically you're you're constantly kind of like bloated up your face looks different like yeah all of these things it's like look at people who've had heavy alcohol abuse in their life and and you you just see it it's like you see it instantly uh, which is like you know still not not blaming or judging or whatever but i do think that um if you do want to live a sort of healthy life and you do want to live 
a bit longer, then I think it's it's kind of smart to like reflect on some of your behaviors and some some also some where they actually come from, you know, what what triggers it, it you know? That that's what I find like like really interesting. So maybe maybe you've experienced it yourself or maybe you've been very lonely at one point as well in your life and you've you've experienced it actually like you you grabbed some alcoholic beverage and you thought it would like you know which is absolutely fine and um, yeah it's it's just a thing i think we all go through at times and uh, unless unless you don't drink alcohol at, at all which is also like a, another kind of um valid option you know um for me it's just like i i really like the taste of a nice wine but then i i'd like to enjoy it rather than actually like just pouring down the whole bottle um so yeah things need to change around here and where the generation that i think maybe starts it and yes and if you don't want to get drunk but actually want to experience the beautiful nature of Charente then uh, you can book a stay with me I mean uh, you can check out my website ledemichateau.com you find the link in the show notes and um, right now I'm also doing a mini series on YouTube which is called Chateau Summer Vacation which airs every Sunday at 12 Central European time and uh, there you'll find like little hideaways and things to do here and just like more my daily life more personal more things like you, you can see me going around you see kind of the behind the scenes of the main YouTube channel that I have and uh, yeah I'll if you enjoy this podcast and you can also follow this podcast i would be very happy and recommend it to friends and family and i shall talk to you next week i actually just like thought about like the podcast format and i have decided to do 12 episodes of this podcast so there's going to be three more episodes after this one and then i'll give it a rest and then i'll be back with a second season a bit later in the year because I also just need to be like really concentrating on my guest business and on the Airbnb and the B&B basically the yeah so thank you very much for listening and I shall talk to you next week until then I'm saying bisous bisous and uh, à bientôt et au revoir from the southwest of France